Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. So, Anthony Weiner, I was on the Q train after finishing uh, doing uh, all-night radio from 12 to 6, heading out to your old turf, my old turf, got off at Avenue U, and it was like, welcome Carter land. That was great, be the heart of Brooklyn. And then I have one of your peeps, an Alta Chaka, come up to me and say, oh, you think you're so smart. I was listening to you a few hours ago. And he goes, Chuck Schumer. And I know what he means right there. He said, Chuck Schumer, okay. Cousin Brucey. Then he goes, Bernie Sanders. And I say, Andrew Dice Clay. And then he says, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And he thought he had me. And then I won him over because I said, Marty Clickman. All of them went to Madison High School. And he says, did you know Marty Clickman? I said, I met him one time before he passed away. He said, you know, he stood up to the Nazis. 1936 Berlin. They wouldn't let him run. They wouldn't let him run because he was a Jew because he would offend Hitler. And they decided, let's have Jesse Owens and his partner run. They'll be less offensive than the Jews to Hitler. Oh, it's so good to be there because, you know, you have so many Weisenheimers of your people. Right away, they, they just want to go at you. Yep. They want to go at you. But I bring you presents because you were a veteran of many political battles in which you had to know your ethnic group, you had to know your ethnic foods, and you couldn't just take the food. You had to consume it right there. Right. You had to have a smile on your face even if you wanted to um, That's right. regurgitate. Now, it's, just, it's not as bad as the Iowa State Fair with, like, no. pork chop and a stick and things like that. No, but, no, uh, no, no. No big So you are on Avenue U, you know, Avenue arguably one of the one of the fastest growing Chinatowns in, uh, in, right. in, in the city. Well, that's why, you know, wherever I am, I'm usually in a Chinese area right. because there have been attacks on Chinese and they want guardian angels. So we were kicking off a guardian angel patrol, and you're exactly right. A lot of Chinese people. In fact, that's a group I did extraordinarily well in in the mayoral election. And so did Lee Zeldin. You kind of blazed the way. You showed the way. But I'm not a grateful politician like many are. I know you were your mentor, Chuck Schumer. Although I got to tell you, in watching uh, Kathy Hochul from a distance and Lee Zeldin when they were campaigning, you know, retail, they weren't sampling a lot of the ethnic delights. Uh-huh. Me, I couldn't wait to schnore some of the ethnic <laughs> delights. But... 
I think I've gotten enough cred that I can actually create a stink like I did today on Avenue U. And I brought for you the thing that I created this stink of. Here, here you go. This was presented for you, Anthony Weiner. Uh, one of the Chinese guys there said he remembers you on Ocean Parkway. He ran into you one time when you oh, were campaigning. Oh, yeah. So here it is. Now, you know what that is? It looks like it is a Chinese pastry of some sort. Right. It's called the pineapple bun. But the cognoscente know there's no pineapple in it. So naturally, I'm the white guy, right? And I'm supposed to be grateful that I got a pineapple bun. I already know this. So I start getting all blustery and angry. I open up my pineapple bun. Where's the freaking pineapple? Where's the city of New York? I want consumer affairs in it. And they all spoke Cantonese, and they're getting very nervous. <laughs> they run back into the bakery, into the back. The head baker comes out. He doesn't speak English. I have a guardian angel, Chinese, who speaks Cantonese. He, say, oh, he, he says there's supposed to be pineapple in the pineapple bun. No pineapple. Well, I'm not leaving here until you find me some <laughs> pineapple. So they're getting all upset, and it was like a Joe Pesci bit. Right, I realized right, right. I pulled their chain as far as I could because they were really, they right. were really upset. Right. And then they just started laughing. <laughs> and then they started laughing because it, you know, it's, the thing is, it looks like a pineapple, right? Is that the idea? It's got yeah. the pineapple and they ridges. Call it, if if you happen to be non-Chinese and you come in and you say, "What's that?" If any of the people behind the counter, usually the younger. Kids who already are going to school here, they'll say, that's a pineapple bun. And your assumption is, oh, in the middle, there'll probably be a little pineapple or chunks of pineapple. There's nothing well, in the Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try it. Go ahead. Now, you you open you, up the pineapple bun. It looks like a pineapple on the outside. It looks like a pineapple on the outside. Right. It looks like a hand grenade, in fact. It looks right. Look at that. You taste any pineapple it whatsoever? uncontaminated by pineapple. It has no pineapple, but... And very doughy. Yes. Very sweet. It's great. Yes. But you, great. you can imagine I'm sitting there and there's a hundred Chinese coming around yeah. me because I'm screaming. I'm acting up. I'm right. all belligerent. I'm angry. You know, <laughs> I, I'll never come back here again in my life. You know. <laughs> and by the way, to you, to them, rather, you're a dignitary. You're like this oh, big deal. Oh, and And you're wearing the lucky red hat and everything else. They're like, oh, my God, well, this guy cannot be unhappy. That's a bad sign. Well, absolutely. There is no doubt about that. They really, at that particular point, they're like completely bent out of shape. Oh, please, we hope, hope, hope that he will right. not get angry. Then the other thing that I do, and you'll appreciate this, I think, politics, because when you work in retail, you got to stop into the local pizzeria, mom and pop shop, not the chain joints. Right. And Did you, all, to, you, you went to trios on 18th, uh, between 18th and 19th? Not this time. Not mm-hmm. this time. It was all Chinese. But normally I'll be uh, walking on a block and I'll go into pizzeria. Hey, Curtis, right, you got right. to have a slice here. And so I look at the guy behind the counter, and they're normally Albanians now because, you know, they put up all the Italian pizzerias. <laughs> You're hard-pressed to find an Italian who has a pizzeria. They don't want to do that work anymore. The Albanians do it. Right. I say, what's your name? He goes, Sal. I said, is it Sal Muhammad? Because I know you're Albanian. And 80% of the Albanians are Muslim, right? <laughs> so right away, it's very contentious, right? Why do you have the Italian uh, symbol and the Italian flag on the wall? You're not Italian. So I'm already getting into their face. The owner usually comes out, or whoever the manager is, Curtis, Curtis, calm down here, Curtis. I say, I want a pie. I, I'm here to get a pie. But I can't wait. I'm not going to wait for you to make a pie. I want the slice pie right there in the dish. We can't give you the slice pie. 
I said, I'll pay you whatever you want. You want $20? I want the slice pie. We can't do that. I said, you don't even have to warm it up. Just put it in the box. And you see, they always taught you when you were growing up in Brooklyn, if you buy a whole pie, you get value. It's a lot more valuable to have a whole pie than to buy the single slice. That's where they make their money. Wrong. The slice pie is bigger than the whole pie that you take home in a box. When you put a slice pie in the box, it doesn't fit in the box. They can't close it. So now all of a sudden I'm screaming. Where's the Department of Consumer Affairs? I want my money back. That's funny. Because sometimes I will go in and say, what do you got ready? That's right. And the guy says, I got one coming out right away. Like, he never says, here, this one's ready. You can take it. Well, the worst thing is they take one right out of the oven, and then they put it underneath the table because they have them all stacked. And you're saying, and now you're going to warm up an oldie moldy slice? Why not give me a slice out of the pipe? Well, we can't do that. You know, it's in queue. No, no, no. I want a fresh slice. How lo- I don't know how long that pie has been laying there. There are like three slices left. So there are all kinds of tricks. I call well, it on the other On the other hand, as you know, though, a pie has to sit. You can't, you don't want to take a pie straight out of the onion, straight out of the oven and start to eat it. It needs to settle. The cheese needs to settle. The bubbles need to pop a little bit. It needs to settle. Let me tell you something, Anthony. Your people on 13th Avenue, it could settle for five hours. Kosher pizza still is horrible. Oh, it's horrible. No it's just, it. I don't care who no, no, makes I, it. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're it's right. got to be the cheese or something. It's, I, I've never eaten a piece of kosher pizza that's even halfway decent. But that, that's true. But on the other side of the continuum, tell me about the economics of the dollar slice. How is that even possible? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Sid Rosenberg, who styles him pro- uh, and profiles around, you know, with his Joseph Abood, you know, like $2,000 suits that are not off the rack that are custom made. He's coming to, we had the annual St. John the Baptist giveaway of turkeys that John and Margot Katsimatidis sponsor uh, from D'Agostino and Gristidis. They had 11,000 turkeys. They were giving away to Joe Sano and Father Francis. I've been doing it with them even before I knew John and Margo. Great organization, the pantry. So who comes walking up the block? Sid Rosenberg, he had finished the morning show. He's got a slice of dollar pizza in his hand. Because that's the only pizza parlor on 7th Avenue. It's a dollar slice. Meantime, that same morning, they have in the paper that Tom Brady, who ripped off millions with FTX, you know, accepting all their money, was in your old neck of the woods, Brooklyn Heights, Having a $15 slice of pizza with all the guacamole, bananas on it, all the things that <laughs> hipsters and millennials want. And I look at Sid and I say, oh, you got a dollar slice? You got a bum slice? And he was embarrassed. You know, he was, uh, it's the only thing they had, the only thing they had. But somehow, it's all volume with them. I don't know how they do it. Now, admittedly, it's no longer a dollar. I haven't seen with inflation, they're now turning into a buck fifty slices. But still, it is amazing the, the, the economics around that. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I get cheaper sauce, cheaper cheese. I get it. But still, that they're able to pull that off. I guess it, it is entirely just they're just banging out volume, banging out volume. I guess there's that, there's that two brothers. There's like a little mini chain that specializes now in figuring out how to do $1 slices. And um, it's, it's remarkable. But also, i got to agree, kosher, food, kosher uh, a pizza, terrible. And, it's just terrible. by the way, how many times when you're discussing the art of eating a slice, you just fold it over and you stuff it in your mouth, right? Correct. 
There are two people infamously who didn't do that. Bill de Blasio. And then citizen Donald Trump, who was welcoming Sarah Palin in the Times Square after she had gotten the nomination as vice president of the United States. At least uh, she had been introduced to the world. Remember in that hangar in Dayton, Ohio, by John McCain? Everybody right. was shocked. Governor right. of Alaska. Right. Who's she? So Trump was like the first to invite her to New York City. So they go to Familia which is the Albanian-owned uh, great uh, pizza joint right yeah. in Times Square. And they bring out the slices. Sarah Palin, who never had a slice of pizza like New York style before in her life, she knows to fold it over and eat it. The Donald, he needs a knife and a fork yeah. to eat the pizza. What a gavon. That's, in, that's inexcusable. And then years later, the man who claimed to be a supreme cuisine, the Italian stallion, who actually speaks Italian because his mother taught him, after a whirlwind visit to Italy, to the homeland of his mother, comes to Staten Island. He's going to have a sit down on Highland Boulevard. And he's uh, sitting at a, um, actually, the pizza chain was owned by a scientist, uh, Scientologist, Goodfellas. Goodfellas Pizza. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's sitting down, and everybody in Staten Island, you know, they were like wondering, is he going to pay attention to Staten Island? Is he going to be more like Dinkins? Is he going to be more like Giuliani and Bloomberg, who paid more attention? Dinkins really didn't. And so he asked for the knife and the fork. And I got to tell you, in Staten Island, that did not go over well at all. It didn't go over That was arguably his his original sin, his original gaffe that led us to believe, uh-oh. And let me tell you the best of all time. Michael Dukakis, right, he's on his way to possibly being president in the United States. He's just won a very contentious primary. I think it was, what, 88? 88. Very contentious primary. You had Jesse Jackson. You had uh, Koch supporting Al Gore. You really had a great primary, but he wins it fair and square. He comes from Atlanta where they had the coronation. First stop, he's got to go to the cathedral in Astoria there. Oh, the first Greek president. All the Greeks are out. John and Margot, hey, you know, they're dancing. They're yeah. breaking plates. This guy's yeah. going to be the first Greek president. <laughs> he goes over the bridge, Grand Central, to Corona, the Italians. He gets there. Uh, he looks at the lemon ice king. He says, no, nah, I don't want any uh, lemon ice. Uh, goes to the park. Says, I don't want a meal. But they go to Madame Baldi's. Madame Baldi's at that time, she's a widow. Dressed in black, the tradition of the Italian widows. All night long, they spent making the Italian pastries, the whole staff. Koch is with them. They're all on board. Cuomo's with them. You know, they're showing solidarity. They walk in. They're all the cameras. Madame Baldi is there, like, crying, please, for you, the next president of the United States, our first Greek president. And Michael Dukakis looks at it. There's the Napoleons. There's the Striadel. There's the Cannolis. And he goes... I'm very sorry, ma'am. I'm on a diet. Oh, you're kidding. I remember Ed that. Koch wanted to impale himself. Later on, they tell him, you should have taken it. You should have taken a bite, then excused yourself, gone in like a bulimic <laughs> with the turlet. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I don't remember this. Poor Madame Baldy was that crying. That is crazy. That is crazy. But you yeah. see, you know, as <clears throat> politics, especially in New York City. You got to mange. You don't mange. Even if it's food, you don't know what it is. You're repulsed by it. You're a vegan. God forbid you say, I'm a vegan. I can't eat that. Oh. And then remember, Joe, vice president candidate for Al Gore, did not campaign on Saturdays because he was observant. Joe Lieberman. Right. right. They're sending him to barbecue places, Arkansas, Texas, Iowa. 
and they were offering him pork. Right, and they would, I, I, you know, Huma would always tell the stories about, like, going to the Iowa State Fair in 2008 when Hillary was the presumptive nominee. It's before Obama had really taken up the, the Iowa State Fair as kind of the first big event. And, um, and you know, Hillary was good like that. She would take the stuff. She would drink the pint of beer. She would take and, – and one of the places is a pork chop on a stick and hummus yes. and, you know, and hummus. Observant. Hummus, have hummus. It. So, like, what had happened is that Hillary would take a bite and then hand it off to uh, to, 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 to Huma to, to make it disappear. Like, so she's not eating, like, a stick of butter all the time. And she reaches for this, this, this pork chop on a stick, takes a bite, goes to hand it off to Huma and says, uh-uh, I'm not taking that one. <laughs> that, one that one you're on your own one. But, but uh, yeah, you know – the the food being a good food guy, you know, taking a bite of thing, trying things out, that's being a good candidate. I, I had forgotten that Dukakis story. That is a wild story. And the Lieberman one, because remember he had worked at Heartland, the Mississippi River States, where they have all kinds of barbecue. A lot of it is pork. He couldn't eat the pork and he couldn't show up for events on Saturday because he was observant. So that's when the idea came, send Bill Clinton in. He's beloved in the Mississippi right. River States. They love Bubba. And he'll you know, eat the barbecue. <laughs> and Gord just said, no. That cost him the election. There's no doubt in my mind that cost him the election. That's interesting. If he had allowed Bill Clinton. Because remember, he lost Tennessee. He lost his own yeah. state. Al Gore lost it to Bush 43. If he had Bubba by himself, yep. he would have been the, the president of the United States yeah, in a, 2000. A lot, of, a lot of people think that if he had a more comfortable relationship with being Bill Clinton's second and uh, and and use Bill Clinton better on that campaign. That it, it might have as close as it was. And it might also, have made a difference. remember, there was a little anti-Semitism towards Joe Lieberman. Let's not discount that. Well, it's hard to tell. They they did have some polling at the time that showed like just co-religionists, like you know, religion. There are a lot of pro-Israel, not pro-Jewish. Don't get me wrong, but pro-Israel <laughs> uh, elements of of evangelical the evangelical church. Well, so. we know that Kanye would not have voted for uh, yeah. Joe right. Lieberman on the team. We'll talk about that later on. But up next, you got to explain to me what's going on with the guy you like as Mayor Eric Adams. Now I'm reading. He's off to Greece, and then three days in Qatar to learn about World Cup. Yeah. While we have a crime crisis here, we have a fiscal crisis, a hiring crisis. We have migrants here who are lined up around the block of the federal building because they can't be processed. Plus, he's facing a call for a big investigation into his hiring practices. Oh. You know, don't you realize we are trying to broker a shidduch here between Adams and Sid? You're not helping any, pal. No, and I am hell-bent on destroying a sit-down between Michael Bodicich, Rudy Giuliani, and your guy and Sid's guy. Eric Adams, the swagger man, right here on WABC, your place to be if you missed any of In the Middle with uh, Anthony Weiner from um, 2 to 3. You go to WABCradio.com for that podcast and all his other podcasts and all the station podcasts. Remember, we're live and local all weekend long, and you're going to be hearing a lot of Curtis Lee more than you normally, where WABC stands for Always Broadcasting. Curtis. We need left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 77 WABC. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. 
This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Made in America. Oh, well, we're not talking about Trump yet. We're not talking about Trump yet. You see, you're conflating the wrong song with the wrong topic that we're talking about. We're talking about Eric Adams now. You know, maybe I just want to fly. You know, that would have been more pertinent. But I know it's a little too difficult for you guys to fathom out there in another part of the studio. Now, you've been uh, a supporter of Eric Adams. I am. Sid Rosenberg is a newfound supporter. He calls him pal now. He is. He is. They're palling around. Just when we thought he was getting serious about some of the issues that plague our city as we go into the holiday season, on Friday, you always drop news on Friday if you don't want to deal with it at the end of the day. It was about 5.15. All of a sudden, alert, 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 Eric Adams will be going to uh, Greece, to Athens, uh, to attend a conference on anti-Semitism. I guess that's November Excellent. 31st. Excellent. And then from the 1st to the 4th, he's going to Qatar to watch and view World Cup because in uh, 2026, uh, we are co-hosting one of the sites. So what they're going to be doing in the next World Cup is they bifurcated. So some places will be in Canada, some in the United States, some in Mexico. So all the major cities in the United States will have a game. And the only game we're going to have is at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, Secaucus, which the last time I looked at the map was New Jersey. No game at City Field, no game at Yankee Stadium. What does he have to go to World Cup for to learn about World Cup for 2026, when he may not even be mayor, you know, if he doesn't get elected, if he follows in the footsteps of Dinkins, you know, one term and then out, he won't even be the mayor. So three days in Qatar? I think he's, he's first, I commend him to going on this, this trip to go to this conference on anti-Semitism. It's become an issue that's uh, become more and more prevalent in the news every day. And yes, I, I don't see any problem with it. Mayors travel. He's traveling to go to gain information or what, or just to be on the world stage representing New York. We are going to be nominally the host. I don't know what that even means is is involved. But if he's going to have some meetings with to learn about what they did around security, what they did to accommodate the crowds, what they did around protocols on keeping everyone healthy, I know you're looking for anything you can. This is increasingly looking like you're – Whatever antidote you've taken for your Adams-Durain syndrome is starting to wear off a little bit, and you've been 
on the warpath, but I don't see any harm in it. Um, all we want to know is that the city's in good hands. The city's being well run. It doesn't mean that he has to stay here every moment of the day. I'm not sure I would have. I would choose that trip as opposed to some others, but he's well, doing, see, he's doing it in conjunction with another one. I see, Judge. Uh, Zelensky of the Ukraine appears at many conferences, but by Zoom, because he can't leave Kiev. He's in war with uh, Putin, and that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I see the New York Times. Oh, the old great lady uh, going to have a seminar at Lincoln Center, and the featured speaker is the the Scratchia, the guy who looks like the fifteen year old kid who fell out of his bunk bed uh, in summer camp and just ripped off about thirty two billion dollars as the CEO of FTX. They were actually going to have him. I saw that. Pretty crazy, and he's using it to promote himself now and to continue to sell Bitcoin, blockchain. And cryptocurrency. Now, they're going to also have Zelensky, but Zelensky is going to be by Zoom, like he always did. He can't, right. he can't leave the Ukraine. Nor should he, for any reason. Why can't Eric Adams just zoom he, into the conference? He can. He can. So you're saying you don't want him to ever leave New York City? Well, no. I mean, you don't want him to go to, that's fine. I mean, some people don't. Some people think that, that, that mayors and governors and Congress, they shouldn't travel and other people think that they that they should. I don't think it's a big deal. Well, let me tell you, I've connected the dots. See, you you're too nice a guy, Anthony. You're a that's, little, been, that's been said before. You're yes. a little naive when it comes to Eric Adams. That too has been said before. I've known the guy for forty years. Okay, so it just so happens that actually at this moment in the capital of Albania, his son is performing in the American version excuse me, the Albanian version of American Idol. It's Albanian Idol. It is the worst rap song I've ever heard. We played it overnight. Everybody dissed it. In fact, people were calling up. He ripped off a song. So uh, that's for him to deal with if there's a copyright infringement. But this is what I'm telling you is going to happen. He's going to speak in Athens. The son who will have lost uh, Albanian Idol as a rapper. Imagine he'll lose to an Albanian rapper. How disgraceful is that? as an African-American guy. Uh, and then he will meet his father in Athens, and they will go together to Qatar for three days of watching World Cup. And what does he do when the crown prince wants to hug him, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who's sitting there right next to the... Wait, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia now? Yeah, he's sitting up there. Prime Brach, and you know who's next to him? The guy who he was at war with, the emir of Qatar. And now, now, all of a sudden, they're friends. What does he do? Well, f- first of all, there's all kinds of matches going on. You have no idea who's going to be at what match and who's going to be sitting where. Let's take one thing at a time. I don't, I mean. Well, I, what would you do if you were the mayor? Because you're obviously. Uh, if I had, if I was face-to-face with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Yes, yes. You're, you're in had, the box. Who, who when, when, when 13 or 15 hijackers came from his country, yes. where he was stopping the survivors yes. from getting information about what really happened. Right, who just got immunity from the Biden administration for the execution of Khashoggi. We, we, and and who, who said we're going to try to drive up prices at the pump be, yes, be, yes. Be, be, be before the, the midterm elections. I mean, yes, yes. I don't. I probably would have done some combination of telling, giving him the finger, to spitting him, or something. Whatever, thank like you, thank whatever you. made the best New York Post headline. Whatever now, made the well, best New York Post story. You know what? You remind me of two two people. One who was your per, uh, peeps. One was my peep. Remember Ed Koch, 
the heliport, downtown Manhattan. Jimmy Carter is landing to go speak to the United Nations at the time. Uh, his uh, United Nations delegate was Andrew Young, who was making nice with the PLO and Yasser Arafat. Remember, he gave him the letter, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. And then Mike Kumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, Alice Tully Hall, remember? Yeah. Yasser Arafat is sitting there. He tells his aide to camp, uh, his liaison in the Jewish community, why don't you go tell him to get the hell out of here? He refused Yasser Arafat. You tell him, if he doesn't leave, I'm going to have him arrested. And then Yasser Arafat left. Would you have been applauding Rudy yeah, for that? I, I, yes. I, I might have at the time. I might have at the time actually uh, been 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 uh, uh, publicly very supportive of that. But yeah, I, yeah. But you're reading so much into this. You're you're so looking for little chinks in the armor of Adams to try to like bring it. He is going out. You representing New York. He will he will do it. In 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 whatever form that it is appropriate, if something goes off the tracks while he is away, he's going to pay politically for that. That's what happens when mayors travel. But mayors travel. Mayors travel on behalf of the city. So this is on behalf of the city. Yeah. Okay. You're satisfied, but I'm not. When we come back, we've got to discuss what was supposed to be a dinner with me. Guess who's coming to dinner? Curtis Lee with Eric Adams. And then surprise, surprise, surprise. He actually spoke to me briefly on the phone because he already knew I had served papers. You see? You see, that's how nefarious you guys are. They act like all of a sudden you're friend because I had personally delivered papers that day to the DOR, U.S. Attorney, Southern District, U.S. Attorney, Eastern District, and Alvin Bragg, Manhattan DA. And all of a sudden, the guy was so nice that if I was a diabetic... I would have had insulin shock. Explain to me that strategy up next, Anthony Weiner. And left versus right, exclusively here on WABC. You want to hear any? How, how, you got so many podcasts now. Uh, what are they, uh, Anthony? We, the one we're focusing on now is called The Middle Unplug. Every Wednesday it comes out. It's like the Saturday show, just with a little bit of pizzazz and a little bit more cursing in it. Comes out every Wednesday. The Middle Unplugged. And what's the five. one that I'm stealing from? Uh, Keys to the City. Oh, Keys yeah. to the City is a more somber one that talks about problems facing the city and comes up some solutions. It's kind of like the working paper for your uh, campaign against Adams. Next That's time. right. I'm like the Red Chinese. You know, I steal Anthony's intellectual property because he puts it out there for all of you to read. Right here at WABCRadio.com. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, it's Anthony Weiner. Like hipster millennial stuff, right? Oh, no, this is not hipster millennial. This is the seventh. Oh, no, no. You missed it. Five to six in the morning, I did a complete disco hour. 
complete. You got to go to the podcast, WABCRadio.com, the other side of midnight. Five to six. It was 40 minutes in which I weaved disco music from nice. the 70s. This would not have made the freaking cut. Oh. Yeah, Alan Parsons, they're not really disco. I don't know what, what are they? they are. You know what? They they belong on the cutting room floor. Yeah, this... You see, McWhitey Whitey's like you. You love this kind of stuff. You can't get enough. What are you talking about? This is a good Saturday vibe. I think Ryan Zanor are doing all right. For people who got no rhythm and can't dance. But anyway, let's discuss the drama that occurred this past Wednesday. I end up uh, getting a call. It was approximately at 7 o'clock. It was from the superstar of publicity in the city, a Call him the Swifty Lazar. He's connected to everybody, Todd Shapiro. He knows everybody. He knows Dems, Republicans. He does all kinds of PR. He's the best at it. My phone rings. I say, oh, it's Todd Shapiro. Maybe there's something of interest. He calls up. Guess who I'm with. He does this with me all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I know. Sometimes I don't. And the guy gets on the phone, and it's Eric Adams. Oh, my friend, the warrior. Yeah, you've been a warrior out there for 40 years. So, you know... He's pulling my chair. Very nice. No, are you kidding? He's being nice. He's being very nice. Uh, and so I go, uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And then all of a sudden, uh, the phone is pulled away by Todd Shapiro. And Todd goes, oh, the mayor, he wants to have dinner with you. Uh, can I arrange it? Can I move forward? I said, I don't think he's going to want to have dinner with me. <laughs> then I get a text from our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, because Todd Shapiro is like a, a yenta. You know, he's telling right. the world, Kurt right. is going to have a dinner. And John goes, you having dinner with the mayor, Eric Adams? I said, I don't think so, John. <laughs> what Eric Adams knew, and Todd Shapiro obviously didn't know, and John Katsimatidis didn't know, is that right after I had finished my multiple shifts on Wednesday, I started making the rounds, and I hand-delivered this complaint against Eric Adams' hiring practices, cronyism, and particularly the most recent hire, the Lisa White, uh, which and we'll discuss momentarily. So I hand-deliver it to Department of Investigation on Maiden Lane downtown. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office, they actually took it from me. They didn't throw me out in the street. U.S. Attorney's Office, Manhattan. And then finally across the Brooklyn Bridge, U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, Eastern District down at Cadman Plaza. So I finished up before 5. You know damn well I also had a fax it to fax. Who faxes any longer? It's like only the Japanese fax. So the DOI, who he appoints, these are appointments of the mayor, they got their fax at one thirty. So somebody there probably informed the Adams administration, hey, this guy Sleewis got a bunch of complaints against you. So now all of a sudden he wanted to have a sit down. And how do I know that? Because a half hour before that, a friend of mine I grew up with in uh, Canarsie calls me up and goes, hey, Frank Carone is interested in having a dinner with you. I say, you know, I'm always calling him a crook. That's the chief of staff of uh, everything. No, he, he wants, you know, he's leaving on January 1st. He's known you for a while. Uh, I want to be able to arrange a sit-down after the holidays. I said, go ahead, knock yourself out. Because he also knew it already. So Todd Shapiro didn't know it, obviously. Uh, my friend didn't know it. But all of a sudden, these people wanted to meet me and greet me and sit me down and break bread with me. I wonder why. I wonder why. You know, Curtis, I got some bad news for you. Oh, 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 nobody in the nobody's calling you for dinner because you sent out a bunch of letters with 
vague allegations of whatever, it's like no one cares that much. Really? Well, what allegation are you making? Sir? Well, let's look at the most recent one that the mayor wouldn't answer any questions about at Al Sharpton's annual gathering for Thanksgiving. Remember, Sharpton said no questions to the mayor. A woman named Lisa White. Uh, she apparently had a relationship with Eric Adams when he was borough president from two, 2013 to 2017. They lived together for four years, although Eric Adams says, I rented a room from her. She had an apartment in the Jackie Robbins uh, Robinson Apartments, which is where the old Ebbets Field is. First of all, nobody believes he rented a room. They, well, let's they, let's let's stick let's stick to the facts. Right. So you're you're so she and so what? Therefore, what? What's the allegation? At the time, she was a supervisor for nine eleven operators, making fifty five thousand dollars a year, top pay. She soon retired thereafter after Eric uh, left the apartment, uh, and she gets a thirty thousand dollar pension. A few months ago, nobody is informed that she has been hired as a deputy commissioner for the police department, making $241,000 a year. These are interesting facts. What is the allegation you're making? It's cronyism. It's the same thing that happened. Cronyism is – are you you saying that something was done that was illegal? We saw it already with Bernard. Hold on. Let's do one thing at a time. I mean the problem is there's a lot of like throwing stuff up in the air and saying, oh, my God, this is terrible. But what is the allegation you're making? You're when, making that, that is this, a friend of his got a job in the administration. A friend with favors. A friend if, of his, whatever that anyway. That a means. friend with favors. Would this, is, is that what your letter said? Maybe that's of why course. they responded so quickly. A friend with favors? Of this course. Is a, it was a front page in the New York Post. Is this is a, oh, well, therefore, what? Well, they supported Eric Adams I against understand, me. I understand. I'm just saying that your letter, albeit your letters, albeit they interesting, are – Wafer thin. They 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 contain well, nothing but a series let's, of let's, allegations let's, of non. He didn't do any. If you, if you said you you sent the U.S. attorney alleging what crime? Well, let's go back. His brother he hired right for two hundred and forty two thousand dollars to be a deputy mayor of uh, to assist Phil Banks in public safety. Right. That the complaint went in, and all of a sudden they told him, you can't do that. That's illegal. So he had to put his brother on the payroll, Bernard, for a dollar. And when he right. was asked. Why did you insist on having Bernard? He was working down at the College of Virginia Commonwealth. Yeah, we've 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 talked about this right. before. What is the allegation you're well, making? Well, they knocked him down to a dollar. I know. What is the allegation well, you're making with all these she's letters? Not, she shouldn't be making two hundred and forty-one thousand. That's fine. You 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 have every right to that opinion, but you're you're well. No, it's US. not an opinion. It's based exactly on why he hired Bernard, his brother, and they ruled against him, and they'll rule against him on this. I know this is these are your opinions and your suppositions, but you're not alleging any crime. Here. Why do you send it to the U.S. Attorney's oh, Office? Wait a what is the crime you think happened? Wait a second. You can hire now, someone. Now you can hire someone you know. Now there are two brothers from Brooklyn, felons, right? We know they're felons. They own restaurants in Brooklyn. They own a restaurant Not in Brooklyn. Yes, yes. Guilty felons. One who did time and one who's on probation. Correct. Eric Adams is with them every night. As a police officer, if you associate He's not with, a police officer in this case. He's the mayor of the city of New York. So it's okay that he associate every yes. night with felons? You associate with a felon right now. Oh, I do a program with you once a week. Yeah. I am not socializing with you. And if, and if you did, by the way, I'm insulted by the implication. It means you wouldn't go out to dinner with me if I, I asked you. I don't have time to socialize with everyone. I'm always on WABC. I mean, look, I'm going to I'm going to do what what you're struggling right. to do. But I'm going to summarize the complaint. The complaint yes. is that you don't like the people he spends time with. But I don't think it's a bug. I think it's the design of the way he functions. But you would admit he likes he likes dealing with people like that who he believes he believes 
either have paid their their time, have done, have learned something, have showed a sense of fortitude from coming back from those experiences. I admire all of that. You do. To keep saying the guy likes to hang out with people who 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 have served time. Yeah, sometimes people serve time and come back and do a lot of good things. Maybe he finds, and this is I'm not guessing this. This no, is what he he's said. He's a mentor, right? He, what he has said repeatedly, and I admire this to no end. Hmm. He has said that like we have a tendency of believing that someone who gets dinged up by the criminal justice system is somehow irredeemable and you should be punished ad infinitum. You don't do your time. You don't do probation. You don't do supervision. You do it forever. And sometimes people stop me in the street and say that. Let me ask you a question here. Why at the end of the night he has the SUV, has a gorgeous house to live in, Gracie Mansion, which are available to all mayors, that he goes up the FDR drive with his intel and he stops at the Trump building across from the United Nations and then goes upstairs for hours on end to their apartment. Why? It's not up to you or me to say what well, he's entitled to have. To, he's entitled to rely upon the people that he wants if they're if if it's legal to or for or to work for the city. He's entitled to socialize with the people he wants, notwithstanding the fact that they have criminal records. A lot of people have criminal records are very good people and have a lot to offer. He's allowed to do all these things, taking a collection of things that you read about in the papers and say, I'm going to go to the U.S. attorney oh, with it oh, with no crime oh, oh, anywhere even alleged. Do you think I'm that stupid that I would reveal to you the inside information that I have, Anthony? Come on. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a street guy. Listen. If you are alleging a crime is committed, cronyism is not a crime. It's a punchline. What is the crime you think he committed? Oh, you think I'm going to announce it here on the air? You, sent a, you handed off a letter yeah. and you got the New York Post to write about it. Didn't the Post ask to see it? Of course they got a chance to see it. So what did I, I didn't read the story. What did what did what is the allegation you're making? There are a number of pages there. Do you want me to tell you uh, each give, and give every me act? one criminal allegation what that you're was, making? I can't do that. You're a felon. Why? Why can't you tell hey, me? You're a convicted felon. I'm I can't allowed. do that. I'm allowed to. You can uh, tell no, me. No, I can't. I'm sorry. You I can't can tell do me that. Anything. You I... told me I'm not permitted to associate with you, <laughs> you based totally on are. the same standards. <laughs> you totally are. <laughs> I, Wouldn't you like to know what's I, in the rest of that complaint? If I, if I were, if I were, if I were Eric Adams, I would yes. say, I'm sorry, I can't have dinner with you because you're, <laughs> you're consorting with felons every Saturday from two to three. That's right. <laughs> or, Curtis, before I sit down with you, I gotta pat you down. Because you're wired up like a Christmas tree. I know. I know. You walked in and out of that U.S. attorney's office. What the hell do you keep going anyone, in and out of the U.S. Any, attorney's office for? Anyone can bring a letter to the U.S. attorney's yeah, office. Yeah, okay. All right. And I don't like those guys. And they ask me so to come minute, visit them the, on a regular basis. What's the punch? Are you having dinner with Caron? Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. He found out about this the day after. Okay. Are you having dinner with the mayor? We don't know because he found out about this the next day, right? I don't think they can. I think I think both dinners will happen. You really do. By the way, I'm looking at I'm looking at my text about a month ago. I said to the mayor we should have dinner. He's like, absolutely. I'm the last. I'm going to be the last guy at the station. Ryan, Ryan, is, and and Kevin Trosh are going to have dinner with the mayor before I have a chance wait, to have a dinner with him. Do you wait till you see where I hide this wire? Oh, yeah. It is so creative. I must applaud the U.S. Attorney's Office. They're testing it out for the very first time on me. I'm a guinea pig. This is so great. Oh, yeah. And then I'll be able to play it eventually live here on WABC. Oh, let's face it. That's exclusive stuff. Uh-huh. You don't really hear about that stuff on you're the radio. You're going to put the microphone in the cannoli? Is that what you're going to do? No. <laughs> no, no. I've worn wires before, so I know what I'm doing. But this is big. This is big. 
Let's just hope Sid Rosenberg isn't sitting there at the time that I'm wired up like a Christmas tree. We are due. We are due for the Sid Rosenberg, Rudy Giuliani, Mayor Adams updates. I will admit that where they want to put this wire will be very uncomfortable <laughs> for a while, but you know it'll be well be worth, worth it. it. <laughs> well worth it. Up next, you're soccer crazy. I hate soccer, but I'm going to tell you why we have to lose to Iran on the pitch. We have to. You can't be rooting for that. Oh, I'm telling you why. All right. You don't want to go anywhere. Right now, people are stunned. He would actually put a wire there, of all places, for the good of truth, justice, <laughs> and the American way. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, it's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. do play this in the lounge of uh, Air Emirates on your way to Qatar, first class, you know, champagne, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there in the box of the Imam of Qatar, that crook next to the bigger crook, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, right? And you're watching a game in which the Saudis beat Argentina and Messi to one, do you believe that? Come on, Anthony, the fix was in on that one. How much money did Messi get? How many dinars from the Crown Prince and the Argentine team? Yeah, fix was in, no doubt about it. I mean, that's impossible. I mean, these guys, they don't even play. You can't play soccer in Saudi Arabia. It's too hot out there. You'll shrink, you'll melt. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, uh, Qatar's, they're, they're, they're Shia, right? They're, uh, they're Shia, yeah. They're, they're, Iran- they're the Iranian team. They're the Shias, you know, I think. They're, they're for hire by anyone. As you know, yeah, the Taliban true. will house and our Air Force Base, the largest Air Force yeah. Base in the Persian Gulf, the Arabian Peninsula is there, the American SAC Air Force Base. But anyway, the big game was United States versus England, nil, nil. It's like, wow, what a boring game. At least in hockey, they got a shootout, right? Yeah. And they have a shootout in soccer when you go up the levels. You know, I'll never forget. I was in Moscow, 1994. We were at the Hotel Gorbachev. The place was empty except for some crazy Italian engineers on the top floor. I remember you telling me. Went to the top floor. They're watching. The Brazilians win the World Cup shootout because I think it was 1-1-2-2. I forget what it was. And an Italian engineer ended up diving off the top of the roof. Splat. They're crazy for soccer. Americans are not. Now, we're playing Iran on the pitch. I think it's Tuesday. We got to throw the game to them. And Anthony, on a humanitarian basis, if these guys lose to us, they already didn't sing the national anthem on the pitch. They grabbed one of their players who couldn't perform with them, who had to wait back in Tehran to hopefully recover from an injury. They've thrown him in the gulag already. They lose to the Americans 
they will have done to them. Remember what Uday Hussein of Saddam Hussein did to the Iraqi national team where he locked them up. He yeah. broke their kneecaps and their yeah. we can, Please, for the good of well, for, humanity, we got to lose to Iran. We can't lose to Iran, but... I mean, Iran, first of all, Iran has a win. We don't have a win yet. So I think Iran can lose and still make it in. I'm with you. I'm really I'm agnostic about this whole thing. If people tell me that they don't want to watch it because they want to protest Qatar, they want to protest this whole thing, I can't say they blame them. Thousands of migrant workers that were died making the thing. They're paying people off left and right bribes to even get the thing to begin with. I'm with you. I mean, if you want to protest that way. But now that we're in it. I want to see. I want to see USA advance. I suppose. I mean, I sat through that entire match yesterday. I don't know where I go to get that n- nine hours back of my life. I tell <laughs> Although, you. Although, to for the Iranians, the good thing about it is it's brought attention to the ongoing rebellion in Iran. You know, it goes through a news cycle, and we forget. Yeah, there's still riots. There's still protests. Right. There's still Iranians being executed by the Ayatollah's henchmen. They're raping them. They're throwing them in the gulags. They're electrocuting them. And still, they're battling the, the Ayatollahs. By the way, you want to in the, in the realm of things that are still going on. I don't know if you noticed at the very beginning of the match, USA-England, the, U, the English uh, captain took a knee at the ball. And I was with two. I, w- I was showing around two people from England. So what, what was that? He says, well, though, we, they, we take a knee. That's the Black Lives Matter thing. You guys don't do that anymore? Oh, I'm like, no. oh, no, we, we don't do that anymore. We're like, that was like so, that's so 2020. <laughs> oh, we're no. like, we're good. Like oh, how quickly we I move thought they were on. taking a knee to the queen, you know, nah, up in the It's head. like, he said, no, that's, that's our racial thing. And we do, they do it every match. And I mean, did you see some of the fans in the stands had the crusade shirts on, you know, from Oh, the, yeah. And they made them take the shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> this is so tribal. Right, this is supposed to bring people together. Uh, you're right? exactly right. You're exactly World right. Cup. You know, we all play soccer. Meantime, it's caused more derision so far in the first few matches than sometimes war does. Yes. But a lot and a lot of upsets and stuff like that. I I have to tell you, you know, that every, I'm not a soccer guy, but every four years I want to be culturally literate, so I I watch it and I try to figure it out. Man, oh man, we're not missing much. Yeah, exactly. And remember, it's still smash mouth football in America, baseball, basketball moving up fast. Soccer is never going to get to that level. Anyway, I know you're off, Anthony, and guess who's going to be here for the next hour? Who's that? I'm going to tell the story of why I'm doing the next hour. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss it. This is this is such an intrigue between me and ownership and management. When you complain about something, then people will immediately turn around. So what are you going to do about it? Actually, what? I say, you watch. You watch. (laughs) You watch. Our 19 of 24 for Curtis (laughs) Lima. And I'm taking on Shabu El Jefe, Chris Christie. The fake, phony, fraudulent fagazi that he is. How do you like that? He's smacking around Donald Trump. Remember what a sickle fan he was? Remember? These these guys are the worst. These (laughs) suck-ups, now they're courageous. All right, I'll be listening. Go ahead, enjoy World Cup. I hate it. I despise it. I loathe it. (laughs) 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.